Welcome in to your favorite Huskies podcast. It's time for another edition of Huskies and the Pros podcast. As always, you are listening to Brian Dossler here for episode number 17. And once again, it's a jam-packed show. It's kind of crazy. When I first started doing this podcast, I wasn't sure how often like real news would actually be happening. Because, I mean, let's face it, especially during the NBA season, there's not, I mean, there's seven, eight players, right? But they generate a lot of news. And uh, no shortage of that. Hope your weekend was as good as Amita's Brian was defense this past Saturday. In case you missed it, he had a season high seven blocks uh, in his G League matchup, and one of them was was a chase on off off the glass, off the backboard. Uh, believe in transition. Uh, impressive, impressive block from Amita, showing off the obviously his blocking ability, his athleticism as well. As always, you may say this every time record, recording this on Sunday night will be posted on Monday morning of December 18th. So happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah to those that celebrate as this will be the final episode of 2023. I'll be taking the next two weeks off, given with the holidays and then back the first for the first or I guess the second Monday of 2024. Make sure you like, comment, and retweet this podcast all over Twitter. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell them at your Christmas parties that you listen to your favorite podcast, and it's this one, because if you want up-to-date news on Huskies and the Pros, especially basketball players around this time of year, this is the place to go, or at least follow my Twitter page at Husky Pros. And um, let's get to it for today's episode. As Tiffany Hayes, she retires from the WNBA. Adama Sunogo is a double-double king. Tyrese Martin makes his first two starts with the Iowa Wolves. Jeremy Lamb returns for the Stockton Kings. James Booknight makes a rare ap- appearance on the court during the game. People were there and watched it. He actually played. But we start with Andre Jackson, who got back-to-back starts this past weekend on Saturday and Sunday for the Milwaukee Bucks as two regular starters, Chris Middleton with an injury and Malik Beasley, who was dealing with an illness. They are both out on Saturday, middle to return on Sunday. But Andre getting lots of minutes. He got 61 minutes this weekend, career high 26 on Saturday, only for then to be jumped, uh, surpassed Sunday with 36. And it just, it was a very good sign to see the development and the obvious trust with Adrian Griffin. With, with Ajax, that's what everyone in Milwaukee calls him. That's, that's why I, see, I feel like I see Ajax more than Andre, more than Jackson. Uh, just kind of weird how Milwaukee fans have hung or just stuck with Ajax, and Husky fans never really called him that. Anyways, uh, but Saturday against the Pistons, career-high 10 points, career-high four field goals made, and a career-high eight minute or excuse me, career-high eight rebounds, and a then career-high 26 minutes. He hit two three-pointers. That's the third time he's done that, where he's hit two three-pointers in the game this season. And 
you know, just looking at the at the box score, and and I, I actually watched the game today on Sunday, not not yesterday on Saturday. Just looking at the box score, right? You see, twenty six minutes, a lot of it was in the second half. The Bucks were up big against the Pistons, who are now on a twenty three game losing streak. So it made sense that you give your guys because they won the game one forty six one fourteen. I mean, it was a blowout from the start. So it, it made sense that you give your guys, you know, your younger guys some minutes. So it was still encouraging to see. And, and obviously 10 points for Simon double digits. That's a milestone. Two three-pointers. He continues to hit the three well, um, trying to get an updated. He's 47% from three this season. I believe around 17, 18 attempts. So he's hitting at a higher clip than I think a lot of us have necessarily expected. Um, Buck's Twitter is loving Andre Jackson after this weekend. And Andre, most of his threes seem to be the corner. That's where his sweet spot is, right or left corner. That's That just seems to be where if he's going to be in place to knock down a three, that's, that's where it's going to be. So that was good to see. And he had a huge first half uh, on Sunday. Again, I watched most of this game. Nine points. They were all in the first half, which was a career high for a half. Four for six from the field, six rebounds, four assists, just one turnover in those career-high 36 minutes. And it was kind of funny because this was earlier in the game, first quarter. His first bucket was an alley-oop from, from Damian Lillard. And the Bucks broadcast was just kind of – they were gushing over him. They were just – they were praising Andre. They were just saying he brings all this high energy. He has such a high IQ. What a bright future he has. And as they were saying this, there was a steal and a two-on-one fast break the other way, and Lillard lobbed it up to – to Jackson and he, and he threw it down. Um, so that was pretty cool, but perhaps the biggest takeaway, and I've already kind of alluded to this is just the amount of minutes that he's played is this weekend was his fourth and fifth starts of the season. So not, not his first time getting in the, in the starting knot. However, in his first three previous starts, he hasn't played starters minutes, 17 minutes in his first career start followed by 12 and 12. So, you know, at first it's, it's cool that he's getting the start, but just wasn't getting those starters minutes this weekend though. He got those starters minutes, as I mentioned, 26 minutes, 36 minutes. That's good for 61 total minutes and averaging 31 in those two games. So a big jump from averaging 31 minutes this, this past weekend to 13.6 over his first three starts. And again, that just goes to show you the trust that Adrian Griffin and, and the staff has. It's the first time where he's where where Jackson has been has played in the group with with Giannis, with Lillard, with Middleton and Lopez all on the floor at the same time. He was the fifth guy today, Sunday, December seventeenth was the first time he was the fifth guy out there, and um, he played well again. First first half he was he was much better, four for five from the field, only took one shot in in the second half, but. Just really encouraging stuff from Andre this past weekend. And, you know, part of it is because of injury, obviously. But Milton was back, and he played more minutes today than, than – than, and, and Andre played more minutes than he did on Saturday. So, matter of fact, a couple of people on Bucks Twitter are wondering if, if Andre should start over Malik Beasley, not because Beasley's done anything wrong. And Beasley's – Malik Beasley, great three-point shooter – he started every game he's played in, he started this season. He's been a regular starter for, for the Bucks, But they're saying, why not start Andre? Kind of let Beasley come off the bench, be a three-point spark plug in, in that sense. So a lot to love with Andre. 
just really, really good stuff there out of Andre. And let's certainly hope he continues and trends in, in this right direction. A player that's not getting as much attention is James Booknight. This was honestly just wild to follow yesterday. The, the, the Hornets suffered their worst loss in franchise history on Saturday. They lost by 53 points to the 76ers at home. And heading into this game, the Hornets had six players inactive. So there are already six players that were not going to play. Gordon Hayward, P.J. Washington, Mark Williams, LaMelo Ball, Cody Martin, Frank Nielkina. Some of these guys have been out for a while. Williams, Ball, Martin, Akila, uh, Frank Nielkina. Those guys have been out for games multiple weeks. Hayward, stomach virus, so this was probably just a one-off. P.J. Washington, he hurt his left shoulder in their previous game and wasn't ready to go uh, on, on Saturday. Then Ish Smith, he left the game in the final seconds of the third quarter, did not return. At one point, Brandon Miller got hurt. He did return. But at one point, there was eight players that were either out or just because they were out because of injury. And it still took until seven minutes and 16 seconds left in the fourth quarter, down 47 for Steve Clifford to put James Booknight in the ballgame. It's depressing. It's it sucks. I mean, it's it sucks. And when he did get in the game, he balled out. The two times he's played, and he he played in the first game. He was active again. He missed the first month and a half or so of the season with a leg injury, uh, knee injury that he needed surgery on that he hurt during practice during training camp about um, about couple weeks before the season started so obviously not great timing but there's guys out of the rotation and then there's James Booknight it feels like I mean he just it literally took down 47 and he didn't even start the quarter the fourth quarter I mean you you got you got Nathan Mensah from San Diego State and yes that Nathan Mensah that played against UConn in the national championship game. He averaged six points a game last year at San Diego State. He scored one point, one point against the Huskies in the national championship game. He got 13 minutes on Friday or on Thursday in his in his uh, NBA in his NBA debut. And then he got 24 minutes on Saturday in that blowout loss to the 76ers. And Mensa, he's a center, different position than Book Knight. They just, but they just signed him to a two-way deal this past week, and he is getting so much more opportunity than Book Knight. I mean, to say that, I mean, it's just, the the Hornets are just wasting a roster spot with Book Knight for for it to take that long, and and just to not play him when he did in the game, he scored nine points in seven minutes. He hit three threes. He picked up a weird technical foul. The broadcast didn't really address it. I mean, this was a Hornets broadcast when you're down 45 points. Uh, trust me, from experience, you don't really dwell on things. And, I mean, Book Knight didn't make any scene or anything. I, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know what it was, but it, 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 it happened. He got a technical foul. But you can tell he's playing off, pissed off, took a three on three straight possessions when, when he did come in. Uh, he hit two of them, so he knocked him down. One was a nice step back, and then – I guess took one possession off and then hit hit his third one. I mean, nine points in seven minutes on three threes. It's a good, it's a good showing. It's, it's a reason to give you minutes perhaps. Even the Hornets broadcast was saying that they're just saying, look like 
with all these injuries going on, as I mentioned, there were six players that were inactive before this game. And LaMelo Ball, he's working his way back, but he's he's not back. Cody Martin's been out for – I don't thought he hasn't played all year. Gordon Hayward, the stomach virus, will come back. Like, they (laughs) – there can be minutes for, for book night for your former lottery pick. And I mean, it just, it was, I obviously knew that he was down in the depth chart at, for the Hornets, but the Hornets were down by 16 after one 29 at halftime and losing by 41. They're losing a hundred to 59 after three. And Steve Clifford still didn't start book night for the fourth quarter. Now, look, obviously I want all of our guys to play. I want all of our guys to do well. I'm not – it's more just mind-boggling how little they are paying attention to book night. They – other guys are getting sent down to the G League and and back up on days with the Hornets, which is something that that he's done in the past. But they're not even giving him that sort of of, um, attention. And – it was just eye opening. So, again, if if my ho- my hope has been restored a little bit because he scored because he had nine points in seven minutes on three threes, and the Hornets are seven and sixteen or something like that, something bad like that. So, like obviously they they need help, but they need scoring. So maybe that's 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 the reason why I have any any hope. Um, if he went zero for three and didn't score, then different story. But he didn't. He scored. Like it, that's a positive. So we'll see what happens. Their next game is going to be tonight at Toronto, 7.30 tip. I mean, even five even five minutes, that's not garbage time, would mean the world to book night. So we'll see what happens. The G League was great to the Huskies this week. Uh, Adama Sonogo, Jeremy Lamb, Tyrese Martin, they, all three of them, great weeks. Sonogo, double-double king, as I mentioned at the top. His fifth straight double-double on Sunday versus the Motor, Motor Cruise. Uh, the Pistons affiliate, 20 and 10. He's got 10 double doubles and 15 career G League games. That's really, really good. Uh, I don't know how much longer you can keep him in Windy City. Again, he did get called up for one game, did not play. Uh, ironically, it was it was against the Bucks, so I'm sure him and Andre uh, hung out for a bit. But I've talked about this on previous podcasts. Um, he, the guy just keeps balling out every single game. I mean, every – and he's he, – I think he was what – he was 7 for 13. I think he started 1 for 4 from the field because, remember, just following around, like, oh, bad start. But um, – and he had, a, he had a Euro step in, in, in transition. It was – and it was, it was impressive, something that we never really saw. Just the, the quickness, uh, the athleticism with it, just really, really – Good stuff from Adama. Unfortunately, his Bulls fell. Um, Jaron Roden, I was seeing the hall, hit a game winner with .9 left uh, on this Sunday. So tough, tough loss for them. They could have clinched a, a spot in the in like in their showcase tournament. The G League's weird, where it has like a couple different seasons. So the right now they're in the showcase tournament. Then there's a regular season. Then obviously there's the playoffs. I don't really like it. It doesn't for our purposes, it doesn't really matter. It's just, if these guys play well, they're going to get called up or they're, if they're not, you know, so like that's, that's kind of the bottom line. Jeremy Lamb, he returned to action this past Tuesday after missing the previous four games. I believe it was an injury. 
but not sure why officially. The last time we saw him was last week or so, and he only played five minutes and then came out, so I'm assuming it was because of injury. And in his return, 21 points, 10 rebounds, and then Saturday night, season high, 24 points, five rebounds, six assists, and four steals. And his three balls working really well for him in this G League showcase season. Uh, he had three three-pointers in each of those games, three for eight on both Tuesday and Saturday. So he's just trying to get back into the league. The Kings are obviously a playoff contender. So I don't know if there's really room for him in Sacramento. Maybe he can get traded at some point in, in the back half of the season and get a call-up uh, later on. Um, but he's certainly played well enough. I mean, he's averaging 18 a game, 41% from three, and uh, had, has a double-double mentioned the 21 points and 10 rebounds on Tuesday. So uh, he's certainly helping his case to, to, to get a call-up back to the NBA. And Tyrese Martin – who made his season debut uh, back on the 8th, so 10 days ago. Uh, his minutes weren't all that much, and, may, and I, and again, don't really know. I'm assuming it was, he didn't start the season because of injury, but it seems like they're ramping him up, which is a, a good thing, um, and, and letting getting his feet wet in the first couple games because this past week, back-to-back starts and played starters minutes. 15 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists this past Thursday, and then 26 points on 6 three-pointers with 10 rebounds. So back-to-back double-doubles for Mr. Martin. So, again, another top team in the West. It could be tough for a call-up in that case. Um, but it's still nice to see Tyrese Martin. I just, I just wasn't sure, you know, didn't get a whole lot of meaningful preseason time for the Timberwolves. Obviously got hurt. You know, saw his minutes in the first couple of games, and now now he's he's out there routinely as a starter. It, it seems so. Uh, that's certainly a a good sign. And last but not least, we're going to wrap up our show here in 2023. Tiffany Hayes she retires from the WNBA after 11 seasons. She made that announcement this past Tuesday on the Counting Me Out podcast. However, she will still be playing overseas. She's currently playing in China, by the way, and she's averaging just over 24 points a game, so she can she can still ball. <laughs> she can certainly do that. And the reason for her retirement for the, for the WNBA, it's pretty uh, reasonable, pretty understandable, is she just wants to give her body a break for 11 years. She's been playing with no break 12 months out of the year. That's what these WNBA players do. They play in the WNBA during the summer, and then they go overseas and, and play in the winter. They don't really have days off. I was thinking about this when I – I don't think – I mean, it's not as bad with, with rest and, and, and NBA players um, just taking the night off. I mean, these women out here are literally traveling across the world and playing year-round and play a ton of games, log a lot of minutes, and you don't really – you don't see – at least in the WNBA, I mean, I can't speak for overseas, obviously, but you don't really see a rest issue um, in the WNBA, so – just interesting and just really appreciate how much work and just wear and tear on the body is to play basketball for 11 or for 12 months out of the year. But back to Hayes, obviously she won the two national championships at UConn in 09 and 2010, helped the Huskies go back to back undefeated seasons there and really had a solid career. Doesn't have as many accolades as perhaps others, other, other Huskies in the WNBA, but she averaged 13 points 
in 11 seasons. She was an all-star in 2017. She was all rookie, made the all rookie team back in 2012. And she was a second round pick. So um, she turned some heads there. First 10 years were with the Atlanta dream. And last season she got traded to the Connecticut sun, which is kind of nice. Um, it was, it was obviously nice having her in Connecticut, but kind of knowing now knowing that it was her last WNBA season, it's kind of cool that she played her last year in CT. And she's just one of four players in WNBA history with 4,000 plus points, 1,000 plus rebounds, 750 plus assists, 1,000 plus free throws made, and 350 plus three-pointers made. So once again, congrats to Tiffany Hayes on a heck of a career in the WNBA. And keep playing well overseas. Again, you're averaging 24 game in uh, in China, so so keep it up. That's going to do it for today's podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. It's the last one of 2023. If I was, I haven't think about doing a, a year in review type where it'd be like top moment, top performance, like kind of an overarching show. I don't know if that's going to happen. If that's something that you'd be interested in, please let me know on Twitter. But for now, that's going to do it for 2023. See you on the other side. And go Huskies.